This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is The New Way We Work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build the future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. For today's episode, I'm joined again by my producer, Josh Christensen. Hi, Josh. Hey, Kate. So as I've mentioned on the show before, in late 2020, in the midst of the pandemic, I, like many others, permanently relocated. I am now working fully remotely from my home office in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I've been working like this for a year and a half. And for the most part, it's been seamless. And I haven't felt like I'm missing out, as most everyone else has also been remote. But soon, many of my colleagues are going to be returning to the office at least part-time, and I'm getting my first moments of FOMO. Really? I feel like I would switch places with you. I mean, I like (laughs) seeing people in the office, but like at the same time, like I'm really cozy in my home setup right now with my two dogs and my wife and my endless supply of Coke Zero Sugar, no commute. Yeah, it's true. I I like having snacks really, really nearby. <laughs> well, as is evidenced by your desk, which was probably like rotting for some time. Filled with rats, uh, <laughs> the, the, the snack drawer that I had back in the office. No, there's a lot I really like about remote work and being able to like pick up my kids from school and, that, and all, like, all of the things we've talked about that are the benefits of remote work. But like the big downside is I have no, like you, you are one of my (laughs) biggest like social adult interactions during the day when we happen to do podcast recordings. Like there's not a lot of opportunity for like chit chat. Like I had in the office, you know, when like chit chat is the basis of forming friends at work. And like the people that you work with is like the most, you know, as an adult, because you don't have school and you don't have a lot of like other social reasons, it's the most social interaction you get. Yeah. And that's the, I think we talked a lot about on the show, like how to foster collaboration while remote, but that's a very different thing than the kind of informal like friendships you form at work. I personally don't know how easy the solve is for that, although we will get a little later where you've solved this. You've talked about this and you will uh, tell us how to make friends at work remote because it's it's not easy for me. Yeah. And I mean, I feel hopeful, you know, that and we've talked about this on, on the show before about how to foster these moments of collaboration. And I feel hopeful that I'm not going to miss those opportunities to collaborate as, you know, we already at Fast Company, we have a lot of fully remote colleagues across the country. And we've been very conscious about making sure that meetings still kind of happen on an equal playing field. But there are like you're right, those social things that I'm really going to miss, like the after work drinks and the lunches and the the conference room milestone toasts and, and, and those sorts of things. And for me, my one saving grace is that I've worked with most of my colleagues in person for about six or more years before going remote. So for the most part, I kind of built some relationships in those years. 
but not you. You and I. No, we met actually, once. <laughs> yeah. Once in person before the pandemic and before your maternity leave. And I didn't remember it. <laughs> no, you did not remember it. Well, you were just about to leave on maternity yes. leave. So, like I don't I don't feel um insulted that you don't remember me in those it, it in those was, moments before yeah, your break. Yeah, it was it was but, literally uh, right before I left on maternity leave is when you started and then while I was on leave is when the pandemic happened. So, then when I came back, you know, is when we really started working together. So we, for all purposes, met each other remotely and then worked remotely for almost two years before I ever met you in person when I when I took a trip to, to New York. And I think that we have been able to become work friends. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Are you going to say, what's the difference between a work friend and a real friend? Oh, I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we have. We've formed a good working relationship and a good work friendship as well, which, I mean, we have the benefit of recording a podcast together, which not everyone has. See, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's that's what I think has fostered it. And I thought you were going to, <laughs> to object to the, the term work friend, which made me think of, um, I've been watching Abbott Elementary and there was an entire I need to start. Like, that I've heard great things it's about it. So good, but there was a whole episode about what's the difference between a work friend and a real friend, like and and like how much oh, do you let yeah. people like a, a um, people into your life, like into your actual personal life, makes them like more of a friend. But that's kind of in a digression. Like a work a work friend is a friend in that like you have a relationship that isn't based just on getting things done and and talking about work only. And I think that for us, that's been able to happen because of this unique um, thing that we work on together, because we work on a podcast together in which, for better or worse, I have to reveal things about my <laughs> life. Um, and But then because maybe we're both the type of people, clearly uh, we're the type of people who talk a lot, some way to say I talk more than you. Um, which, <laughs> I guess, well, there's a reason why you're on the mic as the host, and I'm why we have those the these, producer the roles that occasional we do. <laughs> on the mic. Well, but you have your whole acting uh, background. Oh yeah, which I've talked about on the show before as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. So I think like we have a a, a natural built-in outlet for for having non-work or work adjacent conversations whereas well at least according to our Myers Briggs test <laughs> but for a lot of other people like this opportunity to talk on a regular basis and to have digressions and to like divulge personal things and get to know each other in a remote setting is like really hard to foster and to just like make happen like it won't happen on its own you kind of have to make it happen yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, this is actually, this is a little bit of a digression as well, but I, I wanted to get your take on this as well. I think something that's also helpful with us is on our org chart, I don't like yeah. report to you, you don't report to me. I don't know how you navigate things differently when there's like a role and a power dynamic there with friendship or if that's, or where you draw your lines, particularly as you've risen up to, to deputy editor now at Fast Company and how you relate to people who now report to you. Luckily, I think at, at Fast Company and like our now CEO, former editor-in-chief is a great example of it where we're not a like super authoritative hierarchy, like I am your boss and you shall respect me and there's these hard lines. It's more of a like, you know, she, Steph, Stephanie would always um, 
frame things as like, we are colleagues. Like we work together, we work alongside of each other. But you're right, there is still like, if you directly report to somebody, there's a little bit of a a power dynamic there. I don't know. I don't think of myself as like intimidating by any means. I don't think anybody who's ever worked worked for me has been intimidated by me again, like for better or worse. Um, I also have like the worst poker face. So I think maybe that helps in in not being intimidating. Like uh, who's scared of her? Like, but, um, I think you're right that that does, you know, make a difference because like you, you know, and, and you can kind of, and like, and I'll get to this when, when I talk about some of, of the articles that we've written about, you know, the ways that you form friendships and form like bonds at work is sometimes it's commiserating, right? Like it's yeah. commiserating about an awful project or a difficult client or a difficult thing. And like commiserating is much easier to do in peer-to-peer or across departments than it is like with your boss, probably. Yeah, and I guess that depends from boss to boss. And I do think it's, I mean, this is something like I've struggled with as I've gotten into more management roles. It's just like, I feel uncomfortable revealing more personal stuff about myself directly or one-on-one to, um, you know, people who report to me or or, or stuff like that outside of the normal, like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Stuff like that. But like, I don't know. It's tough. I've I've struggled with what that line is. I think there's some very obvious lines that <laughs> any company should have for any employees. But then just like where I feel comfortable is something that I've struggled with. Yeah. And that varies, obviously, like with your, you know, how comfortable you are. And, and this is something that I'm going to talk about too, is, is, you know, friendship is formed on vulnerability and vulnerability doesn't have to mean like, I'm going to tell you my deepest, darkest secrets, but it means like being a real person and like showing some weaknesses or struggles or, you know, and we've talked a lot about how, especially now, you know, employees kind of want that authenticity from their bosses too. You know, you can't just like say, oh, well, whatever you need, you know, I'm here for you. Like, how is somebody going to feel comfortable telling you what they need if you don't seem like a real person back to them? You know what I mean? Yeah, which probably come more to uh, to the forefront during the pandemic as, mm-hmm. you know, all of these lines have broken down as we've talked about quite a bit on this show. And yeah. what I'm sure we'll talk about quite a bit more. So one last thing I do want to kind of highlight is that like all of this is not just like it's nice to have friends or like you need friends when you're working remotely because you lack other social interactions because maybe you don't. Maybe you have a great in-person friend network, but having friends at work in particular is actually really, really important to how well you do at your job. So there's been lots of studies about this. We've written about this a lot. Like making and maintaining friends at work is crucial to your job satisfaction, which makes sense, but it's also crucial to your well-being and crucial to your productivity Mm. by making, you know, like it's how well you get along with people and like build those relationships or like how you get things done at work. And so we've written quite a lot, a lot about this, you know, and we've written even particularly about like, if you are a boss or a manager, why you want to encourage and help foster your employees to be friends and to do non-work things and talk about non-work things together. So you know, like if you're like me and, you know, you already kind of built some of those friendships and your in-person days, it's kind of more about how do you maintain them remotely? Or if you're, you know, remotely and you need to like 
make those friends, that's kind of the trickier thing. And that's what we're going to get into about figuring out how you make friends when you're working remotely. So yeah, I think that it's been really great having um, a producer that I'm also friends with that I feel like I can have great conversations with. I know that it's helped when we've done our brainstorming around topics for the show and and how and the direction of the show that I feel like I have a real partner in collaboration who like gets and understands me. So thank you, Josh, for being here. And thank you for being my work friend slash real friend. Um, you said that so suspectly. <laughs> well, I don't real friend. Like, do we count as real friends? We can count as real friends, Kate. <laughs> and yeah, thanks. I feel the same way. So for this episode, I dug through some of our past reporting about how to make friends at work, both in person and remotely. But first, a quick break. This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. So first, think about who you'd like to be friends with. Make a list of five coworkers who make you feel generally positive, but don't overthink it. They can be five people that you'd simply like to get to know better. Next, ask yourself if you regularly spend time with them. If you have the opportunity to see them in the office, asking them out for coffee is easy, but if you're remote, you're going to have to try a little bit harder. After you know who you'd like to build a work friendship with, think of the ways to do it. Some teams intentionally block off social time with prompts to share things about their lives, either in office or remotely, once a week or once a month. These kind of structured relationship building can feel a little awkward, but the upside is that it's low pressure and makes everyone, including managers, participate, and prompts can give you a jumping off point to spark conversations. Another idea to facilitate conversations is similar to something that Mark Crowley talked about in the last episode about returning to the office, company-sponsored coffees or lunches. While management offers employees a stipend to have lunch or coffee with a colleague, again, easier to do in person, but also totally possible to do remotely too. The less formal method to connecting with people at work is what comes naturally. The small talk about kids, pets, the weather, vacation, what happens at the start or end of meetings. It takes a little bit of an effort, even in a remote setting, but being more observant and curious about the people you want to know better can go a long way. However you break the ice, building a real friendship has a few common components. Vulnerability. Being vulnerable is often misconstrued. It doesn't mean taking some huge risk and bearing your soul. Vulnerability is about feeling seen for who you are. Do you feel recognized when you do good work? Do you feel like you can be yourself around a person? The second is trust. True friendship is based on high levels of trust. Knowing your friends have your back. Knowing they will keep your confidences. Knowing they will follow through and can be relied upon. Knowing that they have your best interest at heart. Work is the perfect place to find people that you trust and that you have opportunities to demonstrate that you trust people that you work with and building trust will of course make your work a lot better. The next is shared challenges. Humans tend to bond through hard times or through shared challenges, and work is often where people are tested. If you work on a difficult project together, are both parenting through a pandemic, have to deal with a difficult client, those kind of shared struggles can cement a bond. On the flip side, shared success is also a great bonding experience. 
Next, embrace the awkward. The number one fear about taking action to socialize is it's too awkward. And I 100% agree. Meeting someone new or even putting the effort in to try to connect with somebody you already know can be extremely awkward. However, just lean into the awkwardness. A lot of us believe that close friendship is some sort of magical occurrence. One day you're strangers, the next something clicks, and suddenly you're best friends. The truth is friendships almost always happen extremely gradually and as a result of a shared time and continued effort. While it can feel awkward trying to make friends at work, it's not only beneficial to your happiness and performance at work, it's also the most likely place you're going to find friends as an adult. When you were in school, your friends were mostly the people in your classes or activities. And since work is the place where we spend most of our time, those two are the people that you have the most shared experiences with. So you already have the basis for a strong relationship because you share a common language and you know the same people. You can share ideas and commiserate. And at an added bonus, keeping the friendship going is easier with people you work with than, say, keeping up with your old friends from college because you have plenty of opportunities and channels to communicate through. And as an added bonus, keeping the friendship going is easier with people you work with than keeping up with, say, your old friends from college because you have plenty of opportunities and channels to communicate throughout the day, including informal platforms like Slack and DM. Further, it's okay for things to feel a little uncomfortable at first, especially if everyone is not familiar with each other. The important part is that you both go in acknowledging that the first few hangouts are going to be awkward. This will relieve the pressure to hit it off instantly and encourage people to open up more. Finally, keep in mind that making a true friend at work takes time. Researchers who study friendship say it takes over 50 hours to build a close relationship. But with all the hours that we log at work, it's the place in our lives with the most opportunity. And if you put in the effort, you will be consistently more productive, creative, collaborative, and happy with your work. And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And we want to hear from you. How do you make friends at work? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag The New Way We Work. We will also put links to all of the articles about making friends at work in the show notes for this episode, including the two that I pulled tips from for this episode, how to make office friends even if you're planning to keep working from home by Corey Wiener, and you can make friends at work, here's how to foster lifelong connections by Tracy Bauer. The New Way We Work was produced by my friend, Joshua Christensen, with editing by Nicholas Torres. Let you 